Here is a box, a musical box, wound up and ready to play. Can you guess what is in it today? Ghostbusters. Yes, of course they're serious. You do? You have? No kidding. Well, just, uh, just give me the address. Oh, they'll be totally discreet. Thank you. We got Hello, Box 39 listeners everywhere. I'm Bill Lawrence, and today you are indeed listening to a very special and unique Box 39. Because we're not in the cosy warmth and safety of Studio One, we are broadcasting live from the old mill house at Rockingham St. Mavis, a place with a terrible reputation for being haunted. Because tonight, listeners, live on your radio, we are on a ghost hunt. Well, there are just three of us here. There's myself and there's Bob May here inside the old mill house. And our producer and provider of music tonight, Adrian Cohen, he's outside and he's parked up inside the Cole Radio outside broadcast van. Now, listen, we really are in one of the most haunted buildings in the whole of North East Essex. It was described in the UK Paranormal Times magazine as one of the biggest portals into the fourth dimension that there is. Listeners, what you will hear over the next hour will be unrehearsed, it's unedited, and it's unknown. You will hear whatever happens. There'll be no trickery, no editing, no flim-flammery. So, listeners, it's time now. Let us begin the Box 39 Ghost Hunt. obvious perhaps, but this is Holly Humberstone singing Haunted House, a song that the Box 39 team believe was inspired by the old mill house, with Miss Humberstone having lived in Rockingham St. Mavis when she was a teenager. This is likely to be true because the old mill house was and is the most haunted house in Essex, and she is not the only musician to have been inspired by it. What a lot of people don't realise is that the site of the old mill house has been used for many things over the centuries, from the Bronze Age cemetery to the mass graves after the Norman genocide of Anglo-Saxons in the 11th century, to the insane asylum in the 17th century, to the unmarked graves of casualties of the Napoleonic Wars, to its use as a slaughterhouse in the 19th century and early 20th century. The upshot of all this? Ghosts. Loads of them. So darling, pull the curtains, and in the 
Live from the old mill house, Rockingham St. Mavis. This is Box 39 Ghost Hunt. With Bill Lawrence, Bob May and Adrian Cohen. Well, Box 39 on 106 FM, Cone Radio. And broadcasting to potentially 7.8 billion listeners worldwide. Bill and I are inside the old mill house rocking of St. Mavis and Adrian is working the magic and all the wires from the outside broadcast van just outside. Now many of you local listeners will be familiar with where we are but here are some background details. The old mill house is situated on the eastern reaches of the flat and rather desolate North Essex coastline in an area notable today for its rich variety of migrant bird life, its unique habitat of many creeks and inlets which are surrounded by reed beds and salt marsh, all fed by the shallow streams and tributaries of the River Sleet. Indeed, Bob, and it is a dominant building here in the tiny village of Rockingham St Mavis, which, of course, is the smallest of the three Rockinghams. The others, as you know, are St Matthew and St Mungo, and was referred to in the Doomsday Book as having three ploughs, a chapel and a small newsagent. Now, infamously, the Rockinghams do appear in Shakespeare's Henry IV Part Two, as any local schoolboy knows, when in uh, Henry's final soliloquy, he reflects that his future be as lamentable as e'er a week spent in that shite estate that is Rockingham. <laughs> so, we know where we are. And in medieval times, Bob, it was an important area the, for trade. Uh, there were local delicacies that were sought all over. There's the hornpipe eels, of course. You can still get those in all good fish restaurants in London. And the gusset marshmallow, which is very nice as well. And they were quite unique to the area, but uh, sadly overfished and farmed to extinction by the mid-18th century. And it's only in the last 30 years they've been brought back, of course, uh, and they're now farmed in Poland. But by then, with population declining and many of its buildings preserved by the salty sea air all around us, Rockingham St Mavis has lay almost unchanged, apart from, of course, uh, we passed it on the way in, didn't we? The we big did. nuclear power plant built further up the coast with its, its sort of jagged, great big cooling towers which which dominate the southern horizon don't they and it's discharged waste adding some warmth to the local seawaters yeah and conditions are good for ghost hunting the weather is bad tonight uh, yeah that's true yeah we've, we've got all the microphones and cameras in place yeah we've got full light spectrum cameras in every room and they're fitted with movement sensors so uh, adrian can control the recordings that's good and those funny boxes that you've seen there uh, they're spirit boxes oh. uh, some people refer to them as ghost boxes and uh, what they do is they randomly scan all the am and fm frequencies uh, to speak to spirits who may speak words in the white noise uh-huh. um, since ghosts and spirits apparently tend to communicate on on different radio frequencies that they find more convenient right yeah yeah so we're going to be here all night are you ready for an all-nighter oh i'm well equipped we've got two full flasks of premium Cone Radio Coffee. Excellent. Sandwiches. Excellent. Crisps and a selection of sweets. Well, that's, well, I think we're well set up and I, I really am looking forward to this. It's going to be quite a unique event, isn't it? Um, what we'll do is I think we'll move from room to room. At the moment, we're in the entrance hall and that beautiful staircase right in front of us isn't it gorgeous oh, it's lovely isn't and it? it'll go right up to the top of the house so well uh, i think we'll you know we'll take a wander uh, soon up to the top of the house uh, right up to the attic and then we'll move down and, and see if we can find a ghost and we'll go all the way down to the cellar that's the way yeah perfect well bob ghost hunting as you know requires all this specialist equipment that you can see and and uh, both you and i've been very lucky enough to be provided with all the items that we need this evening that ensure we've got the best chance to establish credible and scientific results and findings global digital retail of course are recognised worldwide for their position of excellence within the world of paranormal investigations. And we couldn't recommend them more highly.
Hello, Lord David Price here. Let me introduce you to the brand new ghost hunting tool, Parapicker, from Global Digital Retail. Parapicker is the ghost hunting tool that gives you easy to use access to EMF meters and EVP detectors to hunt ghosts and spirits. What are EVPs? Electronic voice phenomena, of course. Those grunts, words, or even simple sentences that cannot be heard by the human ear since they mostly occur in certain listening frequencies that people who are not yet dead cannot hear. Parapicker has easy-to-read integrated graphs, and the primary readout allows you to anticipate responses or events, while the resonance graphs record the strength of any modulations from unidentified dimensional signal patches. So capture all your EVPs from any ghost hunt on your phone with Parapicker, the new ghost hunting tool from Global Digital Retail. I'll give you the Lord David Price guarantee that you'll be the envy of any ghost hunt. And it's now Android compatible. That's marvellous stuff. Thank you, Lord David Price. Well, what are we hoping to find on our ghost hunt tonight? Well, I'll tell you what I'm hoping. Sorry to answer my own question there, Bob, but I have to say, I'm, you know, if you were to ask me, are ghosts real? I think, you know, that's quite a common belief, and I don't think I'm out of place in perhaps holding that same belief. You know, uh, it's that belief. I looked at statistics. 45% of people in North East Essex, according to a recent YouGov poll, you know, that's just slightly less than the percentage who believe in a biblical God. And to show really how I feel about this, I've brought my own dowsing rods. There you are, if you put, they're on the desk there. Oh, those bits of wire? Yeah, well, that's copper wire you see there. And what you do, you just hold them out like that. You see one in uh-huh. each hand like that, yeah. gently. Yeah. You don't grip too much, just the thumb on the top. And uh, they swivel when communicating with the spirits. And they've been actually, these ones here, these are family ones, been in my family since the 19th century. Well, I have heard of copper gin. That's a type of spirit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm not so sure. I mean, you say 45%, so presumably 55% are either don't believe or... Um, Possibly, though, they're, they're so the ones that just didn't fill out the forms. I think, I mean, I'm here, I want to have a close look at our investigations tonight. There's yeah. never been definite proof that that I've been convinced of and there are many logical explanations around for well, uh, well, but, well how can you explain this then ghostly encounters perhaps tonight we'll see a, a spooky transparent apparition or we might hear voices or footsteps we might smell you know an unusual perfume or, or a tobacco or we might get a feeling as if we're being touched it, what about if we have that, that very strong sense of presence can you explain that well, there's um, common phenomenons of seeming faces in random visual shapes like clouds, shadows, or even the patterns of wallpaper. Mm. Um, smells and sounds can be created by a variety of natural occurrences. So really, only when someone sees tremendous meaning in such and significance in such perceptions that I might start to have concern. Well, you know, we're going to use our EMF detectors, the the electric and magnetic fields. It's it's good ghost hunting gear, isn't it? Well, it's been um, around for a long while, but there's no actual scientific evidence that it works. People have been selling them and buying them, but nobody has ever demonstrated to me the connection between EMF fields and ghosts. And I hope that something tonight is going to break down your scepticism, that we may see some sort of aura in, in perhaps in the photos we take, you know, a, a glowing orb. Well, yes, but it could be interference from the radio truck outside or oh, Adrian switching his lights on and off. Yeah, we may see stuff. I think, Bob, and the only explanation may be that it's something ghostly. Well, we're not far from the busy A road, are we? So traffic vibration can cause small objects to move. And of course, those objects can make a noise when they move. But see, I want to believe in ghosts, Bob. I want to believe there's in, uh, in some evidence of the hereafter. Well, that's, that's a reasonable thing because people are less entranced with mainstream religions and, after all, we are only here for a limited time and most of us would like to think there is something after. 
Well, let's hope tonight we get to see some of the known ghosts of the old millhouse, and I might be able to persuade your scepticism to stand back for a little while. We'll see how we go, because if you expect it to be haunted, Bill, then you're more likely to have that sort of experience. So I shall be watching you as well as the house. To be honest, my dousing rods are already quite damp. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that might be a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's make our way up to the attic while we listen to this. And this is the police and spirits in the material world. This is the police singing Spirits in the Material World, and it brings to mind the grisly case of Pierre Aramanche in 1848, who rented the old mill house with a plan to bring European-style socialism, which was all the rage at the time, to Rockingham St. Mavis. For Aramanche, socialism was the antidote to the overly material world he found in Northeast Essex, and he saw his politics as being synonymous with his spiritual being. Unfortunately, his physical being was murdered in 1849 by a hitman hired by a consortium of local entrepreneurs who felt Aramanche's ideas were a threat to their businesses. Little did they know that the ghost of Pierre Aramanche would haunt his killers for the rest of their lives and he is still sometimes seen roaming the streets of Rockingham St. Mavis late at night menacing the town's greedy tradesmen and in more recent years tradeswomen as well. to Box 39 on 106.6 FM Cone Radio and tonight Bob May and Bill Lawrence are inside the old mill house Rockingham St Mavis on a live outside broadcast with our producer Adrian Cohen outside in the gathering darkness now we've come up to the top of the old mill house to the attic and the light is fading outside and it's pretty gloomy in here it is and I have to say I can't get this light to work in here I'm sure it was on earlier but I think the bulb's gone so it's probably been a while since it's switched on quite a strange room up here isn't it I mean there's not a lot in here is there is a part you're coming through the door they've got a floor is old floorboards dusty yeah a bit of peeling paint off the ceiling uh, the walls have just been painted with a, some sort of whitewash, I think. Yes, something like, something like that. There's, there is that little window in the eaves that there's a glow from the power station. Yeah. It casts just... an odd shadow, doesn't it? Not yeah. much light. Yeah, and down the back there's some sheds I can see and some storerooms and there's those ridges, uh, which I think are the graves, weren't they, from those Napoleonic-era soldiers down there. Yes, yeah. Um, and, I hear, and this is the room, of course, in which Pierre Aramage was murdered, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yes, Adrian mentioned so, it. So yeah. he, and, and apparently his figure could be seen in this attic window. Um, in Rockingham St. Mungo's, the, the pub, they used to regularly see him, apparently, in the attic window. Ooh, so if I move a little bit closer to the window with my dousing rods and... Uh, See if you pick anything up. Yeah, I saw my left-handed ones wobbling a bit, a little bit of vibration. Quite, that's a little bit warmer, a little bit warmer as we go towards the window. Oh, are you? That's unusual. Oh. Yeah. Was it? Was that a noise? Um, or was it just your dousing rod hitting the window frame? Yeah, I think that was a bit of a thump. I heard something as well, but I think it was coming from a room. 
downstairs, wasn't it? Yeah. Possibly. Could be outside. Perhaps Adrian's just slammed the door of the truck. Hmm. Anyway, look, we've got a text. We've got uh, a text from listener George Willis in Reedshaw Fen, and he says his dowsing rods are warm. They're even hot, and he says they're fizzing. Oh, wow. wow. And he's not even here. No. And uh, a text from Pauline Bush from Stanway. And Pauline says, what a load of old nonsense you are broadcasting. Well, steady there, Pauline. Oh. Believing in ghosts at your age, she says, what's wrong with you? People who go on ghost hunts should be doing something more useful for society, like working to keep supermarkets open all night or picking fruit so that others more undeserving can have jobs that fill their heads up with ideas about equality and fill their wallets up with money, which they then waste on oversized cups of coffee and nutritious root vegetables. And Pauline then continues, when I was a child, we were taught not to believe in the tooth fairy or Santa Claus because fantasy erodes the proper order of things and makes imaginations run wild. Oh, says Pauline, how I miss South Africa sometimes. Black ghost, please stay away from my door. Black ghost, black ghost, will you please stay away from my door? Yeah, you know you worry, poor lightning, so now. I just can't sleep no more. Ignatius Smith found himself transported to the old mill house in Rockingham St. Mavis via Bristol from his birthplace in West Africa in 1831, making him one of the last black slaves in Britain before the Slavery Abolition Act of 1833, which went into effect in August 1834, two days after Ignatius Smith passed away. There had been slaves working at the old mill house since 1555, when John Locke, the first slave owner to have slaves in Britain, owned the property. Ignatius Smith had been brought to Rockingham St. Mavis by Edward Locke, a descendant of John Locke. The ghost of Ignatius Smith has been spotted in and around the old mill house and is a reminder of the town's dark past, and his presence may have had a lot to do with the taking down of the statue of John Locke in front of St. Mavis Church in 2019. Listening to Box 39 on 106.6 FM Cone Radio. Myself, Bob May, and Bill Lawrence are inside the old mill house rocking of St. Mavis. And we're now on the first floor. We've come down from the attic and we're in room six. It's an unusual sort of room, but there's a, definitely a big six on the door, wasn't there? Yes. No, yeah. no windows either. That's a very strange thing, isn't it? And what would have originally been mm, a bedroom, yeah. you'd guess. It's a dusty floor. What's that? Something on the floor there, Bob? Uh, well, there's some strange marks on the floor and on the walls here, but... If you look at those upside down, it looks like, sort of like a picture of a frankfurter and it says C-O-Y-I. <laughs> ah! Yeah, that's interesting. That's curious, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I do know that, Bob, room six was the isolation punishment room when it was the uh, insane asylum in the 17th century, so I reckon quite oh. a lot went on here. So it'd be interesting to look outside and see if there was actually a window originally, but obviously you wouldn't have that now. Ooh. 
that? Oh, sorry, Bob. I'm having a crisp. Do you want one? Oh. <laughs> oh Someone was walking out on the gravel path. <laughs> well, I sometimes when I get a bit nervous, I tend to eat. <laughs> sorry. Are you nervous? Well, it's... I don't like this room, Bob. Huh? I don't no. like this game. I'm not having good thoughts. No, my torch battery's not as good as I thought it was. It's freezing. It certainly it's is cold. It's absolutely freezing, yeah. isn't it? Now, Ignatius Smith, the slave that's said to live here, he had a big handcuffs, and I've found under the chair over there, there's a bag, and there's some metal handcuffs in there. Oh. Now, they've got a little bit of fur on them, and the bag has got the name of uh, a, a bit of a high street um, emporium for selling that sort of thing. Ah. We won't mention ah. it. I don't think they're slaves' handcuffs, but they're handcuffs. Yeah, was, was Adrian in here earlier? Yes, so we won't mention Anne Summers, but they were written on it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> some, I, I thought there's some sort of distant noises, like slavery chains. But well, maybe it was just the handcuffs falling off that chair. I don't like it here, Bob. No? No, no, well, many people love the idea of being a ghost hunter, but then they find they haven't quite got the nerve, or sometimes they don't know where to start. So here at the Box 39 Ghost Hunt, we've been delighted to collaborate with Global Digital Retail. With a deep passion for ghost hunting, and uh, the knowledge, passion and tools at a guaranteed tax-deductible fee... Hello, Lord David Price here. Global Digital Retail have just launched Gosh, the world's first ghost hunting selfie stick. Available for a fantastic 50% off the normal price right now. It's slick, it's clever, and what's more, it means no more missing that all-important poltergeist picture. The selfie stick also comes with its own carry case, and it folds away easily and will fit comfortably inside your small trouser pocket or your larger bra. No more flapping around for that camera when you know there's a spirit in town. With the Gooly Gosh Ghost Hunting Selfie Stick, you know all manifestations will be verified and all apparitions will be snapped perfectly. Global Digital Retail. Affordable, reasonable and supporting tax avoidance. Never tax evasion. Oh, Bob, do you know, I don't like room six. No, let's come out of here. It's, it's making the hairs on the back of my... What's that noise? What's that? I didn't hear anything. Um, there's something there's something in the corner of the room there Bob I don't like it no. I don't like it Bob no well, well look read a couple of texts alright and uh, then we'll get out of this okay room. well we got one from uh, listener Mango Dread thank you Mando for uh, sending a text from Trobend he since says since the show has started his wife Peachy has complained that she has a ghostly feeling and she keeps hearing Mavis in the wind down there at Trobend ooh ooh well, I've got one from Paula Pye from Starston in Norfolk, and she says that the clock in her house stopped at exactly 8.39 tonight. Awesome. Now, that is worrying. Yes, it's, it's only 8.31. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paula, she had clocks. Oh, get your clock right. Uh, uh, Johnny Johnson from Jaywick, he asks, if you meet a ghost tonight, what will you ask them? He said, if I met a ghost, I would ask him if they spy on people having showers. Or is there a rule in the ghost world against this with a punishment like you can't walk through walls for six months or something? Well, Johnny, I've thought that in my younger days. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd probably, I'd be a bit frightened. I might run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I see a ghost, I'm not sure I'll wait to ask him a question. <laughs> we got one more Bob there? Yeah, yeah, Barry Tree in West Mersey. And he said he was once shopping in Debenhams in Chelmsford. And as he stepped off the up escalator, a woman stopped him and said she could tell he was a man with a really big aura. She was quite impressed. And what Barry would like to know is, is it the size of your aura or what you do with it that's important? Impossible to answer, Barry. <laughs> yep, sorry, Barry. Here I am waking up, still can't sleep. 
up on your side There's your coffee cup The lipstick stain fades with time If I can dream long enough You tell me that I'd be just fine I'll be just fine So I drown it out Like I This is Sophia Z performing her cover version of Ghost of You, which is a song originally by Five Seconds of Summer, which I just have to say is a terrible name for a band. Good song, bad band name. Youth these days, eh? Anyway, this song is about one of the more interesting ghosts at the old mill house, and one well known in Rockingham St. Mavis. Teenager Catherine Brown, lodging at the old mill house at the time, had a near-death experience in 1999. So near, in fact, that a ghost version of her was produced and it did not disappear when Catherine was resuscitated. She recovered completely, but was then haunted by her own ghost for the rest of her life. The problem was, Catherine grew up into an adult, and her acutely annoying ghost was locked in as a teenager and never grew up and instead had a bolshy attitude and a sense of entitlement that never went away. With the ghost of you Too young, too dumb To know things like love Too young, too dumb Too young, too dumb To know things like love Things like love Live from the old mill house, Rockingham St. Mavis, this is Box 39 Ghost Hunt with Bill Lawrence, Bob May and Adrian Cohen. Yes, Box 39 on 106.6 FM Cone Radio. Me, Bob May and Bill Lawrence are inside the old mill, mill house and... Um, our producer Adrian, frankly, is in the increasingly enticing outside broadcast fan where he's warm and safe. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm not, not half scared to death by some no, no, I'm very strange things going quite, on. Quite so sceptical as I was earlier. No. We're, we're now on the ground floor, which is slightly more reassuring, but, the, mm. but at the back of the house, which, yeah. uh, if anything, is... Slightly strange feeling, isn't it? I I, this is the pantry, isn't it? And And... It's very bare, very sparse, isn't it? And very bare, yeah. yeah again, some, no some. windows again. And um, But though I have to say, but when I listened to that song, I made a couple of midnight snacks. Uh, there's some huge boxes of fresh salmon out there. I found a storeroom out the back, outside the back door. Huge yeah, fresh salmon, which wow. I thought, well, there's plenty there. Man. I've got yeah. some lovely sandwiches made up. Oh, that's very good, good. I do like salmon sandwich. Yeah. And as an old statue in the storeroom of John Locke. John yeah. Locke. Yeah, it's oh, copper. Nice. Anyway, yeah. uh, there's some flour on the floor. And I presume you haven't dropped that flour. I, I didn't drop it, no. No. It swirls. Swirls? Is that strange? An, that's a strange mark. It's, is that an eye? Show me the sole of your shoe. <laughs> Have a look. No, no, it's not your print. So is that I, I-S? Ignatius Smith? I-S is? I-S? Could it be Isis? Oh. Isis. Ooh. Isis. Isis? I don't know. Ignatius Smith. Not sure which is worse. No. And uh, in the corridor there, hanging up, a coat, a hat and a scarf. That's, that's St Mary's Primary School uniform, isn't it? <laughs> Lexton Road. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, hang on. There's a name tag in it. What's it say? What's it say? Catherine Bob? Brown. Uh, some empty bottles of Abbott Ale over there. Yeah, yeah, shame they're empty. Oh, Could it's do cold. With it's cold. Can you, hear, can, you, can you hear the sea? You smell the sea. Yeah, you can certainly smell it. Very salt. Or oh, that's not the salmon, is it? 
You sure that was fresh, the salmon? Oh. Was that you eating crisps again? No. Not me. Ooh. Uh, Bob, was that a noise? Footsteps. Footsteps, Bob. Footsteps. Is it Adrian? I hope it's Adrian. I can't remember. Adrian. Adrian. Oh, you got on your headphones. I've, I can't, just, I've just got white noise. Crackling, yeah. Have a look oh, at the Bob, internet. my heart rate. My heart rate's gone right up. What's it say on the internet? Uh, I can't... I can't get... It's just spinning. I've just got the, the oh, little thing going round oh, and round. I'm not... I'm connected. Yeah? I'm disconnected from the internet. Oh, right. So perhaps Adrian's popped outside. Uh, I've got a message from my headphones. That must be coming through the wire. He says he's still there. And he says, answer the text, he says... Answer the text. What the uh, ghost catcher sixty seven? Yeah, saying uh, he once measured the ephemeral viscosity rate at Rockingham St Mavis, and it was off the scale. Despite being in the ghost hunting business for over thirty years, he wouldn't set foot in the old mill for any money, especially tonight with the full oh the full moon developing. Oh, yeah. well, well, I don't really know what an ephemeral viscosity rate is, but. I don't like the idea that it's off the scale, Bob. No, no, I never like anything off the no. scale. Uh, there's a text from George Carter. He's from Lower Runton on the Nays. He says he once broke down in Rockingham St Matthew on the way home after his office Christmas party. He says it was after midnight, so they decided to sit in his Ford Capri all night until it was light and they could walk home. Uh, that's him and his wife. And he swears that at one point his wife's head turned 360 degrees while playing I Spy. And he said he never said anything, but he was terrified. Even now, he says, George, he occasionally catches glimpses of her in the dark at night in bed and wonders if it might happen again. Stay awake, George. Shake dreams from your hair, my pretty child, my sweet one. Choose the day and choose the sign of your day, the day's divinity. First thing you see. A vast, radiant beach and a cool, jeweled moon. Couples naked race down by its quiet side. We laugh like soft, mad children, smug in the woolly, cotton brains of infancy. The music and voices are all around us. This is the ghost song by The Doors. Jim Morrison wrote this poem after spending the night in the old mill house in 1969, an experience which made a deep impression on him, as he claimed to have slept with several female ghosts. Choose, they croon, the ancient ones, the time has come again. Choose now, they croon, beneath the moon, beside an ancient lake. Enter again the sweet forest, enter the hot dream, come with us. Everything is broken up in dances. The enigmatic words in this poem may have been caused by an hallucinogen that one of the ghosts slipped into Morrison's glass of Abbott Ale. Morrison was found dead in his Paris apartment in 1971. It was thought he was planning to visit Rockingham St. Mavis again later that year. Indians scattered on dawn's highway bleeding. Ghosts crowd the young child's fragile eggshell We have assembled inside this ancient and insane theater to propagate our lust for life and flee the swarming wisdom of the streets. kept, and only one of all the rest to dance and save us with the divine mockery of words, music and flames temperament.
Well, we hope you're still listening to us because it's getting a bit lonely. This is myself, Bob May, and Bill Lawrence on a live ghost hunt for Box 39 on Cone Radio. We're inside the old mill house in Rockingham, St. Mavis, and I sincerely hope that Adrian is still somewhere out there in the van, but we've lost communication with him now. I hope our listeners can still hear us. Well, there's the red light on the Cone Radio broadcast device thing is flashing, so... Hopefully, Adrian, you can still hear us. I, I don't know. We've come down into the cellar, and I'm, I'm seriously getting freaked out here, Bob, I have to say, because if that was that was either a cat being strangled or a fox, but that was a horrible noise. <laughs> it was a horrible noise. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Um, there's a passageway down in this cellar. It leads all the way down under the old graveyard to the Saltmarsh Seashore, and I'm... I'm not going down that passage. I'm certainly not. No. There's there's apparently a a grid across it, but I'm not going to go and look. No. The the walls are a bit horrible down here. My fingers. It's it's, it's, sticky and... It doesn't smell very nice. No, it's awful. It's a bit fishy, but it's not fishy. Don't like it. Don't like it. And, And... it's the same smell. You remember when we got came in on the coast road? Oh, what's that noise? Did you hear that? Oh, Bob. Oh. Me EMF meter's gone off. Gosh, it's gone right up, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's off the scale. Red. Quite red now. Let's take a picture. Uh, I can't get my c- camera's not working. Hang on. Oh, what's that? Well, as I was saying before that absolutely terrifying thing, uh, we're getting that same smell. It reminded me, when we came in on the coast road, past the uh, the nuclear power plant, mm-hmm. that same sort of smell, sort of a mixture of, it was like chemically and, il- sort of, I don't know, you can say electricity has a smell, but it no, was... No, I can't, like that, yeah, burnt electricity that you used to get on your model racing sets. Yeah. 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 Not that I ever stuck those into my mouth. No, but there's still that undertone of fish. Yeah. And that, that might be just, I've, I brought some of the sandwiches well, down here. Oh, you brought them down, <laughs> have you? Yeah. 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 Well, I just in, I said, when I get a bit upset, I just eat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've nearly all gone, so you must be quite upset. <laughs> this is a scary place, Bob. And, and hang on, don't go too far away. No. no. Just keep your torch, keep your torch on. Please, Bob. Okay. Yeah, it's. I don't like it when you turn. Well, I can't see you. what's going on. No, it's not flickering. It's. Uh, I think it's the. I can't get my phone to work. Otherwise, I've well, got no, my. No, they've no, got a little light somewhere on this. But I can never work this blimmin' thing. Thick old walls down here, aren't they? I suppose we could go back uh, up in a minute, couldn't we? Uh, yeah. Um. Hang on. Which we came down this corridor here. Uh. No, we didn't. No, it's this one. Oh. Well, look. Uh, I've got a message there from Adrian, and he says, uh, read another text. And he's now sent it to me as a text. So it's on my phone. You should get one on your phone. Probably on your phone as well. I'll read... You read this one, I think. Can you read that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From Randolph Mace from Goring-on-Sea, north of Harwich. He says, Randolph's been listening, and he keeps hearing thumps from his woodshed. He's recorded them played them at a quarter speed and they spell out Morse code for Holly Humberstone eats raspberry jelly. That's a bit bizarre. Yeah. I quite like raspberry jelly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, And there's a a text from Ron and Reg. I've got quick time to read that. Uh, Ron and Reg from Brightlingsea and they say we've been using tonight's ghost hunt to try and talk to our mum. We set up a Ouija board in the lounge. We turned the sound off the best fights in the Queen Vic, a special EastEnders box set that we've been watching, and asked if anybody is there. But we had no reply. Nothing at all, they said. And then after about 40 minutes sitting very still, watching the silent TV, and it was just showing the fight where Barbara Windsor brawled with Doc Cotton on the bar... The board, Ouija board, seemed to come alive and spelled out, you still owe me £8.55. pence." Um, Ron and Reg say, we don't know who this message is from or for, but when we find out who owes our mum, we will have the biggest tear-up in North East Essex. This despicable slur on our mum's reputation must be avenged. Oh, quite right, Ron and Reg. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Well, here at the Box 39 Ghost Hunt, we are delighted to work closely with one of the world's most respected providers of guaranteed quality ghost hunting experiences, Global Digital Retail. For any event they're associated with, it's important to note they will retain ownership rights over any ghosts, spooks, ephemeral beings, or dripping slime that may be found, as well as visual and audio footage, temperature changes, or noises inaudible to the human ear. Hello, Lord David Price here. Let me introduce you to Phantasmac, the world's first bespoke ghost hunting suit, available exclusively and only from Global Digital Retail. It's an easy-to-wear, all-in-one, stain-free bodysuit that allows you to confront any ectoplasm fountain or spouting of any supernatural viscous substances with full confidence. Phantasmac is available in a range of brown colors and is made using the world's most advanced natural fabric technology, meaning you don't have to worry about any unexpected soiling or contamination from other world dirtiness or your own bottom malfunctions should you have been overshocked during spectral encounters. Our technicians have done the worrying for you, and because they are paid reasonably well to worry, you can rest assured that your Phantasmac ghost hunting suit can be certified as both sustainable and with marginal abatement costs to our shared global community. Another great product from Global Digital Retail. Sustainable shopping from the trusty and tax-free Cayman Islands. Right, this is getting to me a bit now. We can't get hold of Adrian through the microphone. I can't hear anything in my headphones. Oh, except noise like cats that are either singing or laughing. I'm getting <laughs> oh, no. colder and colder. And this mist that's swirling up that passageway. Okay. And worst of all, the, the lights. I'm going to go and have a look round and see if I can find the electric switches. Are you off? Right. Bob? Oh, Bob. Bob, don't go. Oh, he's gone. Oh well, I, I, I hope you can hear me. I'm, I'm, I'm getting very scared now. And if there's any listeners out there that can hear me, I can, I can really guarantee I'm very scared. I've got goose pimples everywhere. I mean, everywhere. What was that? What was that? Uh, did you pick that up on the radio? I can't get this door open. I can't. It's, it's. Jam- I'm stuck. I can't get this door open. Bob. Bob. Adrian, can you hear me? I, I'm, I'm all alone. I'm all alone at the old mill in Rockingham St Mavis. Is anyone passing Rockingham? Can you can you come in and can you come in and help me? If you can help me, please please get some help. Adrian, Adrian, drive drive the van. I hoot the horn on the van. Something, Bob, Bob. I want you to come back. Oh, I'm all I'm all alone now. Oh, I've got nothing to drink. I've, I've still got a few summer sandwiches, but it's so, it's so cold. It, it's really cold. And I'm on my own. Is anybody there? I'm getting quite... I'm, af- I'm afraid. Can anyone help me? Can anyone... Help me!
Hello, you've reached box 39. We can't take your call right now. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, urgent message for Bill, Adrian and Bob. Lord David Price here. Look, I've been keeping a few hundred tons of rather special Scottish salmon from my Polish factory in some storage sheds at the back of the old mill house in Rockingham St. Mavis. I've had an arrangement with the chairman of the local parish council for a few years now, but he's just emailed me saying there, there might be something wrong. It seems that someone or something has got into the sheds and well, it's all, it's all a bit odd. Whatever you do, don't eat the salmon. Don't touch it, don't sniff it, don't lick it. In fact, don't even look at it. Don't go near those sheds. Just get away from there as soon as you can. Say nothing at all, not to anyone. In fact, if anyone asks you, this phone call never happened. Hello, Box 39. It's Donna from Norwich here. Just ringing to say that I haven't been able to listen to your show this week, but I'll catch it on the podcast. But I've got to nip out now, as I've just heard that my gentleman's outfitter friend has won Salesman of the Year, and I really want to rush over and surprise him with a big kiss in the trouser department, where he's been especially outstanding. Hi, Bill, Bob, Adrian, this is Ian. You know, the scientist. Look, I've just heard you fellas are at the Rockingham St. Mavis for this week's Box 39 show. I've heard some very strange things about that place. A recent government report that seems to have been kept very, very quiet. It said that since that nuclear reactor was built just up the coast from the Rockinghams, levels of that perpendicular velocity looping stuff have been getting dangerously and unaccountably high. As a scientist, my advice to you all is to get away as fast as you can. It's just not safe. Just get out. Get out now while you've got time. Hello? Is that box 39? This is Pete Seeger, and I've been listening to your show from Rockingham St. Mavis. Listen, my father was the last caretaker at Old Malhouse, and just before he died, he told me many things about that place. And he told me of terrible things that happened there, of such unspeakable forces that must be left alone. Things that he was too frightened to tell even me, that would put anyone who knew them in grave danger. And under no circumstances should anyone enter the old mill house on the night of a blue moon. Because on the night of a blue moon, there is no barrier between what is known and what must not be known. And tonight, there is a full blue moon. Hello, Box 39. It's Donna from Norwich's mum here. I'm just ringing to let you know that she hasn't been able to listen to your show this week, but she'll catch it up on the podcast. She's had to nip out now because she said she had to rush over and surprise a gentleman friend with a big in a where he's been especially. Hello. Good evening. Uh, This is Adrian, and I'm standing here outside the old mill house. Uh, Here I am, here in the middle of the grounds, the the lands, like a park, mostly salt marsh, really. They call it the grounds of the old mill house. Well, they don't call it the grounds of, they they just say the name of it. And so here I am, beside it, right next to the building, possibly the front of the building, not, not entirely clear. In fact, there is really a very thick mist, a thick, spooky, quite scary, ghosty sort of strong mist, a big mist, shrouding the old mill house and its grounds where I am standing. Sorry, I'm waffling, I know. I'm a little bit flustered. Trouble is, something has gone wrong. I'm supposed to be interviewing Bill, Lawrence and Bob May. 
here in front of the old mill house, but they haven't come out. I don't know where they are. I must say, this looks like your classic haunted manor. It's all dark, and I mentioned the mist. Not that I believe in ghosts, no, no, but if there were ghosts, well, this would be the place. Rather them than me. Speaking of whom, Bob and Bill just are not here. How strange. I hope everything's okay. I wonder where they are. Not sure what I'm supposed to do now. The last song, interview with Aid, the bit about the fertile fields and the, and the be seeing you, and then the ominous music at the end. That's what it says here in the script. But no Bob, no Bill, no interview. So, maybe the ghosts got them. <laughs> ah, yes, cue the creepy music under. Nice touch. Okay, well, uh, so without... Further ado, on this occasion, not from high up in Studio One on the fourth floor of Cone Radio Towers, but instead from here in front of the old mill house, theoretically looking towards the full and fertile lands of northeast Essex, although quite frankly I can't see a thing because of this mist. And it's mostly just salt marsh, not exactly fertile. Anyway, in the absence of Bill and Bob, it's time for me to close Box 39 once more. Be seeing you. is a guppy production for Cone Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience. <laughs>